This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Abiding Together podcast, where we hope to provide a place of connection, rest, and encouragement for those of us living out the journey of authentic life in Christ, our passion and purpose. We're excited to have you with us today. My name is Sister Miriam James, and I am joined, as usual, by my lovely friends, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger. Heather, how are you today? I'm doing great, Sister. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm in uh, Phoenix, Arizona right now, visiting some of our sisters where it's uh, 5 million degrees at 9 in the morning. So, <laughs> like, whoa, I thought South Texas was hot, but Phoenix, uh, and you guys taking it to a whole other level. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's awesome. Michelle, how are you doing? I am doing just dandy. I am on day two of like a fast slash refresh. And I think I've drinking more water than is humanly possible right now. And so, um, but at least I can still have coffee on this oh, fast. Hey. So hey, I am doing good. But I think I had a lot of toxins in my body because things are just flying everywhere, flying out everywhere. And so, Easy now. Easy now. We don't need to go yeah. in public. I know. <laughs> hey, watch it. Chris asked me last night, he's like, how do you feel? I'm like, well, I don't feel like I want to kill anybody. So that's successful. So, yeah, you know, we're doing well. <laughs> we're all good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm glad you don't want to kill anybody because today we're going to talk about abiding. Okay, so our scripture verse, if you want to grab your Bible, our scripture verse that we're going to use to guide our conversation is from John uh, chapter 15, verses 4 and 5, where Jesus is talking to his disciples and he says this, verse 4 and 5, Abide in me as I abide in you, just as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who abide in me and I in them bear much fruit, because apart from me, you can do nothing. I think a lot of us have heard these, you know, this is a very famous saying, a very famous scripture passage, and we think of abiding and we also think of striving. And so today what we're going to talk about is the difference between abiding and striving and what Christ is calling us to in our relationship with him, where he comes to abide in us and he's calling us to abide in him. And Michelle's going to take over our discussion today and lead us on this journey of abiding versus striving. So Michelle, you want to kick us off? Oh, yes. Prepare yourself. I'm leading. Ha ha ha. (laughs) It's not the stable, Sister Mary. Uh, Here we go. Uh, Yeah, just to start off like, okay, um, we I think we throw the word abide around a lot. Mm -hmm. But just to give us a a frame of reference, what it actually means, like the definition of abide means to remain stable or in a fixed state. Um, And the um, In the Hebrew, it means to dwell, to encamp, or in the Greek, it means just to remain, just to be, you know, where you are rooted and you remain and you dwell and just to be. Okay. And opposed to the definition of striving, I love this. Striving means to struggle in opposition, Mm. you know, like how we struggle in opposition, you know, like where you can tell there is a fight. There is something, you know, coming up against you like a wall. Um, that you have to overcome when you strive. And um, I think the difference between abiding and striving is when we abide, we are trusting who God is. And just as importantly, we are trusting who we are in him, mm. you know, 
And when we're striving, we are struggling and hustling for our worth. Mm -hmm. We are trying to prove who we are by what we do instead of completely of who we are, you know, like who we are made to be in our identity, you know, in our core identity, we are his beloved. And there is nothing that we have to do to earn that. It is something that is given to us and that we receive. And um, I think that's a really hard thing to even just grasp. I think that is a lifelong journey of um, really walking into your identity and claiming it, but living into your identity as his beloved mm-hmm. and, um, and trusting that that's who it is. And that is what, you know, you are called to be and who what you're called to do is to um, is a fruit of your relationship with him, you know. Um, Heather, what about you? What is you're shaking your head? So I know there's thoughts going on. (laughs) Yeah, we video Skype with one another as we record this podcast. So sometimes there's a lot of uh, facial expressions and nodding going on as we as we record. But yeah, I think this whole theme for me uh, has been made very real in the last several years, probably the last six years, um, where I've come to realize that. I definitely was in a striving mode rather than abiding. And I think sometimes we get the impression that um, abiding is kind of lazy and striving is productive. And so Mm. there's uh, something within us that's like, no, we we need to strive, we need to hustle. And the world often talks about this as something of value. You know, the the harder you hustle, like that that means you have a good work ethic, that that means you're strong, that that means you're going to be successful and... You know, and I think sometimes we're just putting the wrong definitions to some words. And there's a difference between having grit or having strength and then hustling. And I think what you said, Michelle, really is at the heart of it. What is our intention and where does our identity lie in, in these things? So I know for me, I, I really have struggled with self-reliance and that was the striving for me, being self-reliant. Um, thinking that I could do it, I'm strong, I can handle it, um, and not really trusting that God was going to come through. That was what was at the base of my striving, was that if God doesn't show up, I want to make sure that that I have everything covered. And so there's a lack of trust involved there, whereas abiding is really trusting in the heart of God, that He is a good, good Father, that that He will provide for all that we need. And abiding doesn't mean just sitting still and being lazy. It just means that we are deeply connected with the heart of God, that we're receiving from Him, and that it's an outpouring of what we're receiving that we're able to give to others instead of it being um, very much coming from self. There's one thing I love. There's this quote by St. Augustine. He said, God is always trying to give good things to us, but our hands are too full to receive them. And I think often in our striving, it's like our hands are so full of like all the things that we're trying to do. And maybe we find our identity in busyness or success. Um, And God has other things that he wants to give us. And often we can't receive them because we're too full. Mm. What about you, sister? What strikes you with this topic? Well, what you both have said has been, I I relate easily to both. And I see myself also this reality of, 
just you know striving versus abiding and the for me I, I this image recently has been really powerful in my heart of one of a baby in the arms of their father and you know when children I think it's said that you know when children are first born that they bond with skin to skin with the mother and the father and you just think of we all love children it's so easy to love them and it's very you know people talk about this all the time so it might be something that even sounds cliched but it's really true that we just delight in them and we love them and they don't have to do anything to be loved and we just delight to have them near us. And that reality of resting in the Father, in the goodness of who we are. I know for myself, my area of striving comes a lot of uh, trying to overcome insecurity, trying to prove that I'm good, trying to prove that I'm worthy, that I belong here, which relates to, to my own core wounds. But allowing God to bring me to his heart, to rest there skin to skin on his heart and allow myself to be loved, to lean into his love knowing who I am and asking him to speak to me in those areas. Otherwise, if I don't, if I live apart from him, then all of my affirmation is going to try. I'm going to try to get my affirmation from the world, from other people, from what I do. Uh, and it's like your identity is for sale. So if you do a well on something, oh my gosh, I'm wonderful. And then if you do awful, oh my gosh, I'm awful. And that's a roller coaster ride that I've been on a long time. And I really feel convicted lately, especially in this Easter season of God saying, arise, my beloved, my beautiful one, come, come. And that learning how to live an integrated life of rest of, like you said, Heather, trusting that God is going to come through for me trusting his promises of who he says he is. And we have, we've talked about this. We have a, a speaker we love to listen to, Bill Johnson, who's the lead pastor at Bethel. And something that he's been saying that it just struck me just listening to some of his sermons, some of his podcasts. He says, I don't want to have a single thought in my mind about myself that God doesn't have about me. <laughs> so everything that I agree with, that's not what God believes in me is a lie. So he said, I want to believe what God says about me. And I want to live like that. And when we live like that, that's where we live in abiding versus striving. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. And I think, yeah, it is like, but it is rooting ourselves in um, our identity. But as, like we said, as a beloved, the children, mm -hmm. a child of God, but it takes a whole mind shift to do this. I mean, because everything around us is striving, you know, and you're so, um, judged, but even accepted on your performance or how much you can get done. And I think it takes a whole mind shift of like, we have to become, God is not looking for performers. I think he is looking for farmers. You oh, know? that's good. I mean, he is totally looking for farmers. I mean, all over again to get our hands dirty, you know, because it's productivity versus fruitfulness. And what we want is fruit that oh. will last, oh, not just can you say that again? Can you say that? Pro talk about that again. That was awesome. It was, I mean, he's looking for productivity versus fruitfulness. He wants fruitfulness and the world tells us productivity, but we want fruit that will last. I mean, we are going for eternal gain and if we manufacture it and we can make it happen and it is not God spirit ordained, the fruit is out of season or it tastes disgusting. Like, have you ever oh. tasted fruit that's oh. like genetically modified and you're like, oh my gosh, you bite into an apple and you're like, this tastes like cardboard or it tastes like plastic, mm -hmm. but you bite into fruit that is organic and in season, you know, it is juicy. You know, the juice is, you know, Ooh. dripping down your chin. It's now I'm hungry. Season. <laughs> I know. Me too. Me, you know? And so, but it is in season. So I think we have to, change our mindsets and become more like, um, who we are as beloved, but become like farmers. 
And the problem with having a farming mindset instead of a productivity mindset is farming takes a long time. You know, it's not a quick thing. It is a process. It is tilling mm. soil. It is planting seeds. It is watering. And God is the one that makes this grow, not ourselves, you know, oh. um, like, and we have to trust him with the process, the whole entire um, farming process. And so, Heather, what are you thinking? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think, you know, it's just so true that we are living in a society where everything is instantaneous, you know, Instagram, Facebook, yeah. like all of these things, microwaves, like everything is instant. And it's even, I see it even more so in our children as they're growing up, you know, in this culture that they expect everything to happen now. And, you know, it's like, I want to be a professional basketball player, so I should already be at that level without doing, doing mm. the work to get there. Oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. That kind of idea. Um, and I, I love this analogy of, of the farmer and the tilling and the time that it takes. I think God is all about processes and journey because it's in the journey that we come into intimacy with him where we become known to him in a different way and he becomes known to us. So I'm all about journey, you know, and trying to fight that in my own life. And I do have to fight it. Like my, um, sometimes desire for things to be instantaneous. Like, let's just get through this and get to the end, whereas in the middle is where the good stuff is, and sometimes I can miss it. You know, I love that line to the song uh, Shepherd at the beginning. It's by Bethel where they say, in the process, in the waiting, you're making oh. melodies over me. Mm. So there's just something about, like, the stillness of heart. It doesn't mean that there can't be things going on or that you're, you know, you're not just sitting around at home. Um but that in our heart, there is this still place. There is this quiet place reserved for God where we are abiding. And there's something about the word abide. It makes me feel like home. You know, you're, yeah. there's something so comforting in, in this invitation to come and abide in my love. Like, that's what God is saying to us. Will you come and abide in my love? <laughs> and often we're like, mm -hmm. no, I'm sorry. I got a few things to do on my to-do list today. You know, I don't have time for that right now. <laughs> you know, it sounds ridiculous when we put it in terms, but these these ways that we operate are often so subconscious that we actually yes. do have to take time to self-reflect and say, okay, how am I doing right now? Where is my focus? Where am I finding my identity? Where am I striving and where am I abiding? And what do I need to do um, so that I'm, I'm coming into union with God and that I'm actually engaging in the journey and not just waiting for the end to happen? Oh, my gosh. Yes, that is such good stuff. And I love the image of the farmer. I'm just thinking of somebody in their overalls <laughs> bending over the soil, tilling the soil, which is very different. And all the rage right now is farmers markets and local farmers. And you think, see, like, I think, Michelle, you were already saying the difference between, say, local farming versus mass production. And it is, we live in a society that's based on your, your valuable of what you produce. Where's your next book? Where's your next CD? Where's your next speaking engagement? Where's your next, whatever that is. And versus the, the day-to-day -day things, which fruit can come out of that, which people, you know, that, of course we're supposed to be fruitful, but I think also what I, what strikes to me is the power of the present moment. And I really felt challenged by God lately to really take in the present moment. This is where I am in the present moment. And there is nothing more important right now than the present moment of who I'm talking to, of who I'm sitting with, who am I interacting with at the grocery store, the power of the present moment. 
And even when St. Paul talks and he tells us to strive for spiritual gifts, just even the, the word that he, you know, is translated as English is strive. And it is, in a sense, an opposition of there's many things coming against us to lead us into deeper levels of the kingdom, kingdom life. But for me, that reality of seeing it as a receptivity of what God is giving us and that I'm resting in his heart as he's resting in me. And maybe that's for me the most mind blowing thing is Jesus says, remain in me as I remain in you. And that the, the, the God lives within us, that he truly makes his home, that he tabernacles among us, that he pitches his tent within us is absolutely mind blowing. Just the power as baptized Christians of the Trinity living within us, that he who, who's, you know, he who raised the power that raised Jesus from the dead lives in us. That reality of the truth of abiding in the truth has the power to change our whole lives from moment to moment. Agreed. That scripture, the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead lives in you. That's actually up on my chalkboard in my kitchen right now. Oh, amen, girl. Memorizing scripture things with our kids. And so I just am writing different scriptures up there. That's the one that's on our chalkboard in our kitchen right now. And it's something that has deeply moved me. Like whenever I feel like I I can't do it, I can't. And God is saying, you're not supposed to. The same power that raised me from the dead is living in you. Like that's the place where I want you to abide, where everything should flow out of. I mean, that's powerful. Like if we could just take some time to sit with that (laughs) and let that become a reality. I love that sister. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you feel like, how do you know, like, like a personal question, how do you know, like in your gut personally, when you're abiding or when you feel like you're striving, do you, can you tell in yourself, like, I mean, do you get that gut feeling? I mean, I know I can, when I'm trying to force something to happen, mm-hmm. you know, or where I'm just surrendering and allowing the Holy Spirit to work through me and in me and stuff like that. I know for me, like this has been a huge process. Um, I think we may have mentioned it on another podcast, but I've been working on something for over a year and Heather and Sister Miriam, both of you are part of it, but you know, called Greenhouse you know, gathering small groups of women and journeying together and really um, releasing them in their giftings and callings. But it's funny going through this process of developing this. It was a totally different than anything. God wanted it small and organic. And every time that I try to make things happen, it fails, you know, and every time that I surrendered and allow him to work through things, you know, it flourished and trying Mm -hmm. to figure it out. But going through this process has asked me like some heart questions that I have to continue to ask myself, like, whose glory is this for? Mm. Is it for mine or is it for his? You know, like I want to be, you know, one of the things like I want to be known as is a glory giver, like in giving him all the glory and being really okay with that. Um, But I feel like when I am really in sync with the Lord and abiding in with him, I know that he sees me. So other people, I don't feel like I have to be seen or out front, mm. you know, almost to the point where now, like I wanted to kind of, you know, step back and God's like, uh, okay, now you're taking it to the extreme. You're shrinking back. <laughs> like you need to move forward, girl. Like, you know, like I'm, I'm a, such a person of extremes. So I have to really hold that, you know, intention, um, to step out, but asking myself, you know, okay, whose glory is this for? And then just even things that I say yes to being really intentional about what I say yes to, mm-hmm. um, events, even things with our family, all this kind of stuff. And the question that I ask myself now, will this bring fruit that will last mm. or is this a good thing? 
I mean, there's lots of good things, but the enemy of God's best is good. It's not bad, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. I mean, that busyness that will just. T-shirt. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> That's yes. Preach it. We'll preach it. Preach it. it. You know. So for you all, okay. How do you know when you're abiding or you're striving or you know, like what is it in your gut when you feel like you're doing that? I I know because I can tell the grasping in my heart and soul, and it triggers insecurity and anxiety. Those, those two emotions of feeling insecure and anxious are red flags for me when I'm grasping, when I'm striving, whether it's for somebody's attention, whether it's for some honor, whether it's for trying to hustle for my own worth, which is, you know, crazy to think of, but that I can tell the disposition in my heart and what I'm learning to do more and more with that is to bring that to the Lord and just to sit there because he's allowing it to surface for a reason because he wants me to confess it so he can heal it. And so saying to the Lord, Lord, I'm, you know, here's what I want, or I want, I wanted this, or I wanted this to happen. And I'm trying to make this happen on my own, or I'm trying to, to prove my own security or be self-reliant. You know, what, what is that? Can you come and, and help me in that area so I can confess that and have him heal it? But yes, I, and certainly more aware of that in the last couple of years than I've ever been in my life. And I really feel it's a gift of the Holy Spirit so I can learn how to live in abiding versus striving. So when those red flags of anxiety and insecurity are triggered, whew, that, that's where I know I'm like, I need to sit down and say, okay, what's, <laughs> what's going on? What about you, Heather? Yeah, that's good. It's like, what's the fruit, you know? And for you, if it's anxiety, then, then, you know, absolutely. And similar for me as well. I think I shared this in one of our earlier podcasts, but I realized that in my life, I, you know, there was some wounds in in my childhood, as all of us have, you know, but one of the beliefs that I took from that is a lie that crept in there um, was that God could show up, but he might not. So just Mm. in case he doesn't, then I'm going to take care of things. You know, Mm. I'm going to make sure that I'm protecting my people, protecting myself. And really, I was taking the role of God and the weight Mm. I could not carry, although I tried to for several years. And felt like I was, you know, doing doing a good job there. Um, it ended up crushing me, really. And so I realized that when I'm in a place of striving, that a lot of it is on me, you know. Um, mm. There's the line in the scripture that we started with that says, Those who abide in me and I in them will bear much fruit, because apart from me you can do nothing. And I think for me in the last six years, that's what I've realized, is that apart from God, I can do nothing, nothing good, nothing that is going to bring about the abundance of good fruit that, that God can. And so I find myself in the mornings, I'll wake up, and I just, <laughs> the prayer of my heart is like, God, I don't even want to get out of bed unless I know that you're with me. I cannot do this without you. You know, and it's not because I feel overwhelmed or I feel ill-equipped or I, it's just because I know I've tried so many times to do it my way. I've tried so many times to be the savior for everybody instead of letting God come in and be the savior. I want to protect everybody from harm. Like, especially my children, it comes out there all the time where I'm like trying to buffer pain for them um, instead of allowing, of course, we want to protect our kids. I'm not talking about that, but, but almost overly buffering them from pain instead of allowing God to come in and be their savior. Mm. So for me, abiding is more of a stepping back, an openness, a laying down, a surrender, um, to let God do the the heavy lifting, as you would say, Michelle, let let the Holy Spirit do the heavy lifting, and for me to cooperate with the action of God. And I wonder, too, when we read that scripture of God's Jesus saying, without me, you can do nothing. It's not as if he's like, well, without me, you can do nothing. So you better, but his heart is for us. 
his, he's trying to tell us something. I want to help you. Let me like, help me help you here. <laughs> let, <laughs> let me, me let me do you. this for you. <laughs> let me love you. And yeah, it's not an admonishment. He's it's an encouragement to go more deeply in him because his desire is for us. He wants us to bear fruit that lasts. He wants us to be, but that's why he came that we would have life to the full. And he's trying to help us tell us how to get there. He's like, he's, I'm giving you a blueprint. Work with me, people, you know, like help me, help, help me help you. Absolutely. And he loves us. Absolutely. And you're touching on something very deep, which is that the voice that we give to God when we read scripture and things like that is really, it tells us how we think about him deep in our heart. You know, so if his voice is often scolding or harsh or whatever, like that is not the voice of the true God, of our good, good father. So even what you're saying there, sister, this invitation is because he's good. His heart is good. He's so kind. He loves us. He wants good things for us more than we want it for ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. like he will... He does not want to withhold his goodness from us. And I think that's where it gets into, you know, the the grasping, the orphan living, the orphan oh, rather yeah. than the child. The daughter, you know, yeah. I, I think the, the striving is like orphan living. And the abiding oh. is like the beloved son or daughter, you know. Yeah. And I know for me, I know in my abiding or if I know I am not feeling rooted or there's that peace. Like for me, I always say, I always have to go back to my daughterness, you know, always start with my daughterness, you know, start with that. And, you know, really I am his beloved. I am his daughter first and foremost. This is, this is, you know, the truth of the truth of the truth is where I am. And I mean, we get it though. It comes by so naturally in our spiritual DNA, you know, Eve, man, she was the grasper. And she was striving and she was going to make it happen on her own terms. And Mary, she was the abider and the receptor. And according, you know, said, according to your word, like she partnered with the Holy Spirit to make things happen where Eve's like, check you later. I'm going to do it on my own. And, um, you know, literally all hell broke loose in some ways. And so, um, but, you know, when we abide, it produces abundant fruit and we strive, it can bring success. I mean, it will bring success, but it is not success that um, has internal um, rewards. And so, and we want, you know, something with eternity, you know, stamp marked on it. And um, I guess for me, I'm also realizing, okay, surrender and abide in what God has asked me to steward like in like farming terms, steward. Mm. And the only thing I am responsible for is the depth of my roots with him. And he is responsible for the breadth and the length and the width. But I'm just responsible for the depth, he and I. And he will do, like Heather said, I love that. The Holy Spirit will do the heavy lifting. And just to circle back around, I think it's also being present to the process and where we're at day to day, you know, the most miraculous things that happen, the most fruitfulness happens in the everyday, like look at a farmer. It's every day he goes out to the fields. It's every day, you know, he takes care of, you know, his crops. It's the everyday littleness that produces the extraordinary fruit and, um, in our lives. Mm-hmm. And so and I uh, really don't want to be, you know, the kind of person that is like, Oh, I love that idea. And that I don't live it. You know, we want yes, to be exactly. women who, who live this truth, you know? So as I, 
want to get into moving away from striving and abiding, I need to really sit down and think, what do, how do I do this? Lord, show me how to do this. How do you want me to do this? Instead of even okay. me trying to figure it all out, you know? Yeah. So I just want to say that as an encouragement to our listeners to really spend some time doing, doing some heart checking. You know, where are you at? Where do you think you're striving? Where is God calling you to abide in him? And what are some practical things you can do uh, to begin to change that dynamic that's happening in your life? Mm, yeah, you, t- you took the words right out of my mouth there. That's to be really mindful of that this week, especially in the Easter season of where God is calling us to, where where we see those red flags versus <laughs> where He's trying to sow into our vineyard, to our field yeah. as we go forth together. I'm just gonna end really quick with this: what we're all talking about with this quote from Shauna Nequist, and I think a great book about this abiding versus striving is Shauna Nequist's book uh, Present Over Perfect. Um, it's just a really great book. And, um, and she says in this book, she said, present is living with your feet firmly grounded in reality, pale and uncertain as it may seem present is choosing to believe that your own life is worth investing deeply in, uh, instead of waiting for some rare miracle or fairy tale mm-hmm. present means we understand that the here and now is sacred, sacramental threaded through with divinity, even in its plainness especially in its plainness to be present to our own lives. Can I share just the line of a song I was listening to this morning as well? It's a song called Undivided by Amanda Cook. It just struck me really deeply. Uh, It said, The sacred curiosity for becoming undone. No more fake personas. No more false perceptions. When all you ever wanted was me. Mm. That's good. What's what's the title of that song, Heather? Undivided. Undivided. Well, ladies, it's time for our one thing. Maybe Heather, that was your one thing. I don't know. <laughs> what is our what is our one thing this week that's kind of lighting a fire under in our hearts? Would you say, Michelle? What is your one thing right now? My one thing is, and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, it's been out for a while in the theaters, but it just came out on DVD. I think a week or two ago is Hidden Figures. I had never seen that, and we bought it for my, our oldest daughter for in her Easter basket, and we just wa- we actually just watched it this week. But it's about the three African American women in the '60s that worked for NASA, and their stories that basically helped John Glenn orbit, you know, Earth and the Moon. And it was there were so many things about it, just their treatment um, in the civil rights movement was going on. That these women, being in a man's world, these brilliant women. And how they just um, were so brave in so many ways. But one of the things that really struck me was John Glenn and the Kevin Costner, I can't remember his character's name, but the head is NASA, that these men, especially John Glenn, opened the doors for these women to live out their giftedness and their brilliance, you know. And I just feel like the church needs and the world needs more men to open the doors Oh, for great. women to um, live out their giftedness and, you know, like we said earlier, their feminine genius. So Hidden Figures, if you haven't watched it, it is a good one. And it's so really good. And it has a really fun soundtrack, too. As I'm saying, <laughs> great soundtrack. I'll go. Uh, I'm reading, actually reading the book. I know everyone and their brothers read it already by uh, Brene Brown called Daring Greatly. 
And I finally got it on Amazon and I'm really enjoying it. I enjoyed her TED talk. She makes me laugh out loud when she talks about vulnerability and just the parts of our hearts that we all know. We've all those cringeworthy moments where we feel like hiding under the rug or like earth swallow me now, please. But she talks about the power of vulnerability. And I, after watching her on YouTube for so long, I just had to get her book and I'm really enjoying it. So if you haven't read Daring Greatly by Brene Brown and the power of vulnerability, I would highly recommend it. So that is my one thing that I'm thoroughly enjoying right now. Miss Heather? My one thing is these beautiful signs, and I just bought one from the House of Belonging. It's thehouseofbelonging.com, and they make these beautiful signs. A lot of them are scriptures or lines from a song, and for me it's just like a deeper extension of having truth proclaimed in my life and in my home. And they're really, really beautiful. So I just got one. I'm going to post a picture of it on Instagram um, that I hung over my bed that I'm absolutely in love with right now. So we'll put the website on the website as well. Amen. Well, thank you again for joining us this week. We pray that this week you would abide with the Lord, that you would ask him to teach you how to abide more deeply, that he would reveal his abiding presence in you and take some time this week in areas of your heart to see where you're striving, where you're abiding and what the Holy Spirit is working in you because he's working powerfully in your lives. We would love it if you'd please review our show. Go to iTunes, uh, abidingtogetherpodcast.com. Give us a review. Uh, Let us know how you like the show and pass it on to a friend. Uh, Subscribe and pass it on. We really would appreciate that. And until next week, we look forward to abiding together with you. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.